Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Today we welcome back our registered dietitian here at Produce for Kids, Sally Kuzemchak, a registered dietitian and mom. Sally blogs at realmomnutrition.com, which is a no-judgment zone. We love that. All about feeding a family with simple recipes, picky eater strategies, and lots of reassurance for us families, parents, guardians that we are doing a-okay. Sally is regularly contributing to our blog at produceforkids.com and has some recent posts that you definitely need to check out. Um, One addresses protein and kids, and then we have another that focuses in on after-school snack ideas that don't ruin dinner because we all know that's an ongoing stressor. Um, Even if it's not after school, even if it's on a weekend and you're coming up on the dinner time but your kids are super hungry, just really some good tips to keep in mind um, so that you can enjoy dinner as a family but also not have a child that's having a complete meltdown while you're trying to get dinner on the table. Um, Sally is here today and we're going to talk about balance around the holiday season. So right now we're moving into Halloween. We're in the Halloween month. Um, I love Halloween so this is a fun time for me. Um, And then really we're into this holiday marathon. Halloween really kicks it off and And so we thought we'd get on today and talk about the holiday sugar rush that kind of surrounds this time of year on into the new year. Um, So let's talk to Sally. We're going to find out if you should be giving out those mandarins to your trick-or-treaters or do you really risk being that house? <laughs> There's definitely more that we're talking about today, but just something kind of funny that, that I've, that's been a topic here in our house where I want to give out the mandarins for Halloween and my children are rioting against that. Um, so I'm really excited to hear about how not to go overboard during this time of year, but still enjoy the fun of the season because we all know that that's what's important. So let's chat with Sally. Welcome back to the Healthy Family Project, Sally. We're excited to chat with you today. We all love the holidays, tis the season, um, with all the fun decor and tasty treats. But if you're not conscious of it, it's easy to go overboard with the sweets and indulgent meals. How do we create some balance around different holiday meals or holidays throughout the year? I still want to enjoy the foods and let, let my kids enjoy them as well, but maybe not have the entire month of October be daily Halloween sweets? What are your thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's definitely a problem because it does seem like from Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, it's we often treat those holidays as like many weeks long events when really most of them are just a day. And of course, Hanukkah is more than a day. But still, we sort of just make it just turn it into weeks and weeks of buildup. And, you know, I don't know if in your store, but in my store, there's been Halloween candy there on the shelves for for weeks. So um, years ago, I started something with Halloween, which is that I buy our trick-or-treat candy either the day before trick-or-treat or even on the day of trick-or-treat. Because in years past, you know, I would buy it a couple weeks out so I could, you know, quote unquote, you know, have it ready. And then <laughs> we would all end up eating it. And then I'd yes. have to go to the store and rebuy it. And, I, and I'm sure that's why they stock it, you know, so early. Of knowing course. that So many of us are going to do that. But um, I just find that if I do something like that, it's easier to feel fine about the actual holidays. So, you know, the same goes for other holidays. They're not a month long. They're not six weeks long. They may be only one day or a few days. So 
that really helps me keep it in perspective. And, you know, sure, there's going to be, you know, a few parties and events in the weeks leading up to that holiday. But I feel like we can feel less freaked out about those foods in general if we sort of contain it to that day. I like that. And and it's hard for me because, you know, I love holidays and, you know, I have a been uh, in my garage, maybe two, I'm not going to throw that, that out there completely, maybe one or two <laughs> bins for every holiday. Um, so I really get into the holiday spirit. I mean, um, my husband said October 1st, I have to wait to do Halloween decorations, but I can tell you some things have already snuck into, <laughs> <laughs> snuck out onto the porch. Um, so besides all the fun sweets, what are some other ways to get kids excited about different holidays like Halloween without it being all about the food? Well, I think it's so fun that you love to decorate for all those holidays. And I find my kids love that, I think, even more than the food. And I really feel like in general, like parents sometimes can can obsess over the food. But I think for kids, a lot of the fun of the holidays is not about the food. So for instance, I've volunteered to organize or at least help out with class parties for my kids for like the last 10 years. And in all of those years, it's become very clear to me that the kids are not very interested in the food. They are way more interested in just the general fun of the holiday. So they just love sort of the specialness of it. Like at class parties, it's the games and the crafts and the activities that I feel are always way more popular than the food. And I've seen parents agonize over the food and spend hours on, you know, intricate homemade food items that the kids kind of like glance at and then they're excited about the game they're playing or or whatever it is. Um, and for li real little ones like kindergarten, first, second, third grade, I've actually found one of the most popular activities at the class parties is like reading a Halloween themed book out loud. And the kids just sit there and they are just, you know, so, so excited about just not having your know, regular school and doing something special. And it's not about the food. And I just think that extends to so much of the holidays. Like my kids are so excited when all the decorations go up mm -hmm. and you know, I just think there are there's so much more to the holiday, but but I I think it's unfortunate that so many parents just spend so much time stressing about how am I going to handle the food? How do I keep my kids um, in control around the food? When really, when you sit back and think about it, it's not the food that the kids are most excited about with the holidays. Yeah, you're right, and it's funny you mentioned the books because I totally forgot about this, but I put away the Halloween books, the Christmas books, you know, I kind of, okay, here they are, I bring them out. And so it's a kind of a special time of year, especially for my third grader. Although my eighth grader still, even though she doesn't want to admit it, loves this kind of stuff too. But um, mm -hmm. I bring out those books just at that time of year. And that's kind of... That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. like th that's what we read. And then once the holiday is over, they kind of you know, get put back away. And then also like the crafts and games. I know at, you know, Michael's always has such a great little section and usually like 50% off, 40% off. And so we were actually just there this weekend and my third grader was so excited. She's like, all right, what Halloween, what can I get to build? Or, you know, she actually this weekend, which is, was kind of interesting, made, um, a whole collection of skeleton mermaids. 
great. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's anything out there. And I too like to after the after a holiday passes, I'm a big fan oh, yeah. of picking yeah. up especially like those craft things. My mm. daughter was laughing when we pulled the Halloween bin down. Because she's like, there's nutcrackers like that I could paint in here. And I'm like, I don't know how those got in that bin. But yes, I picked those up. So <laughs> once we get to Thanksgiving, like that, we'll move those to the Thanksgiving bin. Because then once Thanksgiving passes, it'll be time for you to paint the nutcrackers. But a little too early for that right at this moment. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really smart idea. And if you if you are one of those room parents who does class parties, it's great to pick all that stuff up after the holidays, you know, the paper plates and the whatever else there is the decorations the crafts that's a great time to snag those for the next year yes for sure so I definitely still want to enjoy some of the classic treats and holiday dishes but it doesn't hurt to introduce some healthy swaps into the mix do you have any healthy tips for celebrating Halloween Christmas or even Valentine's Day and what are some general rule of thumb that you can apply to any holiday celebration where food seems to be a big focus so like I mentioned before, I think containing the holiday as best as you can is smart and just thinking about it as one day and maybe some parties surrounding it. So if you're headed to a big celebration where you know there's there's going to be a ton of food, a ton of sweets, and your kids are going to be eating a lot of sweets, I like to make space in the day for that by laying off sweets the rest of the day or even the day before. So just a little reminder to kids um, by saying something like, you know, we're going to this big party tomorrow. There's going to be tons of sweets there. And so we're going to skip dessert tonight or, you know, this morning we're going to have eggs instead of French toast because we're going to this party and there are going to be tons of sweets or, or whatever it is. And I think saying that in a really neutral way, it's not a punishment or it's not, you know, um, it's not something bad. It's just reminding kids about balance. That way you don't feel like you have to like follow your kid around the party <laughs> and, you know, mm -hmm. monitor what they eat. Um, I see that a lot at parties and it always just sort of makes me cringe a little um, because I really feel like um, parents don't need to spend their energy doing that. And it's much more enjoyable for everyone um, if everyone can just have a good time. So and I think where school is concerned, again, putting the focus of the class parties on the activities and not the food. I think for Valentine's Day, I always encourage people to avoid the candy Valentines. I think it just introduces some sort of unnecessary sweets into the day. And also many schools are discouraging those because mm -hmm. of allergies, but yet some parents still bring them in, even though the school has asked not to. Um, you know, and making sure your traditions involve more than food or you know, if you realize, wow, all of our traditions involve food, we'll start some new ones that, that don't involve food. But, you know, I do want to say that like special foods are part of the holiday and that's okay. So you had mentioned, you know, some healthy swaps and that is totally fine. But I don't want people to feel like they have to healthify everything and, and feel guilty about those special holiday foods because food is part of what makes holidays special. So for instance, my mom's um, Christmas fudge she only makes at Christmas time. I love it. Um, so if, when I make that recipe, I do not mess with it. I don't swap, you know, I don't put chia seeds in it or something. I just right. <laughs> make her fudge. And the day after Thanksgiving, when we're at my in-laws, um, my kids have leftover pie for breakfast. That's just like a fun tradition the morning after Thanksgiving. And they do it once a year. And I don't, you know, I, I don't care at all. I think it's fun. It's it's something that they kind of remember, and it only happens once a year. So I think that you can 
you know, manage the holiday and manage that food and, you know, provide some balance and structure in, but also recognize that it's okay to, to love those special foods and it's okay to have those um, because they are part of the holidays. Well, it's funny you say that because our team, we, we were shooting recipes last week <clears throat> and, um, you know, we're in the fall zone and the holiday zone. So we focused in on, on some of those things, but we had a conversation about the things you just can't mess with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I get you on that where it's like, we love it here at Produce for Kids. We love the healthy swaps. We lo- If we can make something healthier, you know, let's do it. But there's just a couple things, especially when it comes to holidays, you know, where it's something in your family um, that has been made for years or something that you grew up with and you just look forward to it. And so we kind of had a little, we shared around like, what are the things that like you just can't mess with? Like we're good. <laughs> yeah. And I think like when you, when you provide that balance around those foods, you know, by maybe eating a little bit lighter before the party or whatever it is, I think then you can be like, okay, there are one or two things on this buffet table that are so special and holiday related and I only get them here or or, you know, you're at a relative's house and you only get her, you know, her special dish once a year, then I think, feel like you can eat it and not, not worry about it and, you know, eat a portion that feels satisfying to you. Um, so yeah, you can definitely leave room for those special things. I like it. All right. So we've established that with work potlucks, community events, and all the extra treats that seem to be laying around during a holiday, it's easy for one holiday celebration to carry into the weeks prior to the holiday how do we get back into the swing of things, you know, once once we reach that big day? Um, what do we do with all those leftover dishes or the candies or the sweets without being wasteful? Well, I think it's really important for grownups and kids to zero in on what they truly enjoy. And as I said, make room for those things and kind of prioritize those things. Because I, I, we've all been to like a party and eaten something that didn't taste very good, but we just ate it to be polite or taken a second helping of something because we felt like we should or whatever it is. So, you know, or eaten, eaten Christmas cookies that are like, eh, this isn't my favorite. Right. You know, you should always really save, you know, hold out for your favorites. So um, there's a way I actually do this at Halloween with, with my kids. Um, and I didn't make this up, but it's called the Switch Witch. And so it involves your kids setting aside some of their trick-or-treat candy for the Switch Witch, who comes and takes it during the night and replaces it with something like $5 or a little toy or whatever. But your kid must want to do this. So you can't just be like, sorry, the Switch Witch came and took all your candy last night. Like, right. Something <laughs> that your kids have to be, you know, on board with. But what that teaches them is to value what they really enjoy. So my kids go through their candy at the end of the night and they, you know, separate out the stuff that they love and the stuff that either they really don't like or it's just like, eh. Um, And then that is the stuff that goes to the switch witch. So I think teaching kids to put the value, what they really love is a, is a good lesson um, in my opinion. And I think it's, it's a skill that they can use um, for life. So, um, I know that, um, you know, you talked about, about being wasteful and, you know, with Halloween candy, like I do not recommend throwing it away. I do hear a lot of parents talk about, um, how they let their kids have at it for like a day and then they throw the rest in the trash. And, um, I think it's really important to, to, to think about that, about whether that's a smart, um, idea, because I think when we throw things away because we don't, we're worried about our kids, 
uh, worried about trusting our kids around that or worried about our kids getting out of control. We're telling our kids, we don't trust you around it. And right. that can lead to shame. It can lead to them hiding candy, sneaking candy. I have definitely heard from parents who say, you know, I found a bunch of candy wrappers under my mm -hmm. kid's bed or I yes. found that they were sneaking, <laughs> whatever. And it's because, you know, because we don't give them a chance to figure it out for themselves. We we give our kids the message that like, this is dangerous. You can't be trusted around it. And um, and I, I do believe, you know, with any of these holidays, figuring out food, part of that is going overboard, um, maybe getting a tummy ache and understanding how food affects our bodies. So a tummy ache on Halloween or after a holiday party or whatever is okay. And it's a, a really great teaching moment to talk to kids about why they have the tummy ache. Um, you know, oh, maybe, you know, maybe it's, you know, why do you, you ask your kids, why do you think you have a tummy ache? And you know, if it's, you know, yeah, I ate too much candy and, and you can talk about, yeah, sometimes that happens when we eat, you know, when we eat too much candy. Um, now, I think like for very young kids, like toddlers or something, I can totally understand taking some of that candy away, taking some of the sweets away, like say taking them to work with you or donating them to the troops. Um, but for kids who understand what's going on, I would really encourage, um, I'd really discourage people from from tossing it or you know, throwing things away and, and, and telling your kid, basically, I don't trust you with this. Right. So you mentioned donating. Do you have, so you said donating to the troops. I feel like I need to do some research and link up for people in the show notes, like options, because I know we don't want to throw it away. But if we do the switch, which where do we like, where does it go? Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't want to eat it myself because I will. <laughs> right. And some dentists do like a buyback program and, and they probably donate it to the troops. I know some um, food pantries will take it. Um, I, I don't I'm sure there are links online about how to send it, send it to the troops. because I know that's a, a popular thing mm -hmm. to do. But just make sure first that your kids are OK with that. If they are not, yeah. that's OK. You know, it's OK if your kids say, I don't want to give my candy up. Right. Like they, they walked up and down the street for two hours to get that. And, you know, we told them this is trick or treat. Go, go get candy. And then to turn around and be like, well, no, I, I, you know, pick five pieces. I get the rest. I, to me, that's not really fair. Right. Um, and I think your kids can learn some really good lessons by, by letting them figure that out. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, we've had a community picnic recently and, um, my older daughter and I left filling both of us saying, oh my goodness, what just happened to us? Um, <laughs> it was just a, such a hodgepodge of food. I mean, good food and some healthy, some not so healthy, um, you know, and lemonade and iced tea and it just everything was there. Um, and so I think we overdid it a little bit, but both, we kind of had that conversation together, like, okay, note to self for next time, you know, maybe kind of remember how we're feeling at this moment. And she was laughing at me because she's like, mom, you're, you don't usually overdo it. I'm like, I know there was just so much there and I wanted mm -hmm. a little bit of everything. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. I had this really funny moment with my younger son. We left a birthday party once and he was probably about five or six. And he said, oh, my stomach hurt. My stomach hurts. I think I had too much juice. And I said, oh, yeah, maybe. And he said, why did you let me have all that juice? <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh. But, you know, he learned a lesson that day. It's like you drink too much juice sometimes. Yeah, you can get a stomach ache from that. That's funny. That is such a that's such a great point and funny but I mean it's true how do, will they ever know 
um, you know, I say this not to get too off topic, but I say this even sometimes about school and grades and, you know, when you're right there beside them, making sure every answer is correct and, you know, Mm -hmm. they never know, and not that we want our kids to fail, but they never know what it feels like to fail because we're there making sure they don't at every step of the way. Um, I felt like once I realized that and let my older daughter, you know, I kind of took a step back and, and when things started sliding, I didn't jump in and save the day. And she had to have that feeling of, wow, like I didn't work hard enough on this or I didn't put enough time. And so I think it's kind of the same. You have to, as humans, we have to feel that something in order to relate it back and learn that lesson and make better choices. Yeah, I think it's way more powerful when your child learns it themselves versus when you tell them what's going to happen. You know, if you don't, if you don't study enough, you're going to get a bad grade is one thing, but letting your kid not study and having them experience that bad grade, that's... It's very hard as a yeah. parent. <laughs> it is, completely, yes. But I, I, I came to that in, I think it was like sixth grade, and I thought, you know what, it's better to feel that now than in high school or like college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather go through that right at this point in time. So anyway, um, well, so good stuff. So as we start to, I guess, wrap up our conversation, I did want to ask you your thoughts on not passing out candy at Halloween. So, you know, opting for pencils or erasers. I'm laughing even as I say this, because I told my kids, I was like, we could pass out mandarins. Um, and they were pretty much mortified that about the idea of being like me, you know, in our, in our, we have a tight knit neighborhood. So they're like, please, mom, no, don't pass out me. <laughs> like that house. Avoid that house. Man, but I really, I know, but I feel like if more of us did it, we could create a balance. I don't know. Yeah. Am I crazy? Cause my kids think I am. No, no, that's not crazy. Although. You know, we all remember the house from our neighborhood growing up that like passed out the full size candy bars. It was like yeah. everybody knew that house. And we actually live in a neighborhood where there is a house where they where they pass out full size candy bars. And all the kids are like, OK, we're going there first mm-hmm. before they run out of full size candy bars. Um, no, I don't think it's a crazy idea at all. Um, and I have done it many years. I, what I actually do, though, is I have a choice. And I, I find that, um, you know, I'll have like candy and then I'll have, you know, a, a bucket of something else, whether it's like pretzels, you know, uh, packaged pretzels or fruit or whatever it is. And then I find especially like parents who are bringing around really young kids really appreciate the choice. And some kids truly would rather have a sticker or would they rather have an eraser right. than whatever you're giving out. And so I don't think it's a crazy idea at all um, if you're worried about like, mortifying your kids or being, you know, that house with the raisins or whatever, <laughs> um, you know, giving a choice is always a fine thing. And, and I think being mindful of allergies too is a really, is a really good idea. Um, and for, for parents who are worried about allergies or kids who don't feel like reading the label and whatever, be, having that, that option of like grabbing the pretzels or grabbing the, the pencil or sticker is, is really nice for those children as well. Okay, so I like that. So having options. I'm, I think I'm going to do it this year. Well, I'll have to <laughs> let everyone know how it works out if, if I'm yeah, like let me know. boycotted from, from trick-or-treat forevermore. <laughs> um, okay, so something new. I've been asking all of our guests on the podcast the same questions. It's just fun to hear people's different point of view. So there's no right or wrong answer. It's just fun to hear what everyone is thinking. What do you think being a healthy family means? 
So I actually answered this on the lunch packing mistakes episode, but I'm so I'm going to give the same answer because I was I was pleased with with what I came up with and I feel really confident about it. So, okay, let's hear um, it again. I think a healthy family um, is close emotionally. Uh, they feel happy together and good together. They have fun together and they eat together when possible and they support each other in all kinds of ways. All right. Well, I think that was worth hearing twice. <laughs> and next time you're on, I'll, I pro- I'll ask you again and we'll just keep reiterating <laughs> <laughs> that same message because I think it's that's really important for us to remember. Well, thank you, Sally, for joining us today and sharing lots of great tips and ideas for families. Um, before we close out, can you tell listeners where they can find and connect with you? Sure. You can find me on my site, realmomnutrition.com, which is a no judgment zone about feeding a family and on all social media channels as Real Mom Nutrition. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Don't forget to join us on Facebook in our Healthy Family Project Facebook group. It's a private group where we can all chat direct and get advice from each other. Um, Also, judgment-free zone. So feel free to post in that group. We love to just have some engagement and conversations taking place in the group. And if you like the Healthy Family Project, please tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. And if you want to tweet direct with me, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter, and that's my handle on Instagram as well. And you can find Produce for Kids on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.